an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness in hope of eternal life, listen to this, in hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. But it hath in due times manifested his word through the preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. You know, if you really take the time and look through these three different passages, just these three that we've read so far, there's a lot of similar words. There's a lot of similar emphasis uh, in this passage. But the, the most important thing is that God is just saying as he concludes this book, he said, what I promised to do, what I told you I'm going to do, he said, I'm able to keep you. I'm able to make it all happen. I'm able to make it come to fruition. You don't have to worry about it. He says, I'm going to establish it. And so the promise, though, this promise that God gives comes through the gospel. It's in the, in the method that God uses since Jesus Christ does not force himself upon any of us. Now, here's the thing. He said, I'm able to establish you he said, but understand, I'll, I will establish you through the gospel. And, and by that, God is saying he keeps us through and by and according to the gospel. In 1 Corinthians, uh, we've, we've gone over this uh, several times, but we're going to say it again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 gives us the definition of the gospel. And so he said, this whole thing is based upon the gospel. And so the gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 4, I mean, verse 1 says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which ye are also saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. So he said, this same thing I believe, same thing I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. Amen. He died for us. According to the scripture, he did it just like he, the, God's word said he would. He said, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. And so this is the gospel. And, and, and you say, why do you, you know, why we even go back over that again? Because, you know, look, repetition is the key to learning. And there's nothing more important that people get clearly in their head than what is the gospel. If you don't really understand what the gospel is, I'll be honest with you, you can't get saved until you understand the gospel. Because you've got to understand that he died for our sins, which means you've got to understand you're a sinner before you can get saved. And so once you understand you're a sinner, and once you understand he died for your sin and he paid for your sin, then we've got an opportunity to make a decision. That's going to be very important here for in just a second. But the death, burial, and resurrection is the gospel. But the, these verses tell us we are kept according to the gospel. Now, you say, how am I kept according to the gospel? We're kept by our faith in the gospel. We're kept when we believe in the gospel. You see, the gospel itself won't establish me. My belief in the gospel establishes me establishes me and he says establish but it's you know what our word to establish to 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 keep me firm and strong in verse uh go back to the verse 25 it gives now to him that is of that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of jesus christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began we will stand through all eternity when we stand upon the power of god when Paul says, my gospel, 
I, I want you to understand that. It's kind of a unique statement. He's saying, my gospel. But he's not saying that, uh, that it's, uh, it's not a point of authority or he's not a creator of the gospel. Uh, he, he, what he's saying is, it's my go- the gospel that I preach to you. The gospel, the same gospel that I told you about. So that gospel to which Paul preached, but he preached, he preached it to the, the revelation of the mystery. When, he, when Paul began to preach the gospel, and, and of course the gospel that was preached up until Paul, uh, but when the gospel is preached, what is being, what's happening now is the, the mystery is being revealed to man. And hopefully you understand this. But since the beginning of time, who would be the Christ, when he would come, how he would be revealed, how he would live, how he would die, was in many ways a mystery. You see, a mystery in the sense that it was not fully unveiled. It was not fully revealed. Uh, there was a lot said. We have prophecy concerning uh, his birth. We have prophecy concerning his death. But those prophecies were allowing the people before the gospel was preached, before Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached. It's like the scripture says, we were looking through a, a glass darkly. We just didn't, you know, they, they looked at it and they, they, they knew that the Savior was coming and they, they knew that this applied something. It's kind of like we do right now. We look at the book of Revelation. And we look at it, and so many people say, oh, this is what that beast means, and oh, this is what that means. You don't know. You know, I mean, if you go back and read a book on Revelation from about 50 years ago, then, then they'll tell you it was this country, this, 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 and those things have all gone now. And, and now it's gone, you know, from being this religious group to a whole other, uh, another religious group. And, and the fact is, we know sort of what's going on here but but we really it's a mystery it's still a mystery and that's why you know people come and say hey you know they'll even argue i got this guy calls me about every three months and he says you got to understand that that we've been all wrong about this all along what don't you understand don't you agree with me and I said, I don't know if I do or not. He said, haven't you studied this? And I said, yeah. And he said, what conclusion did you come to? I said, a clue, conclusion I came to is I'm clueless. <laughs> he said, it's so obvious. I'm, saying, I'm glad it is for you, Doc, because it's not to me. You know, it's still a mystery. I, I understand there's going to be some things happen, but, you know, some of those things he describes, I don't know exactly what that's really going to be. Some guys think it's, you know, some, you know, uh, you know attack helicopter. You know, and, and, you know, some guy who's looking through the glass of it. You know, look, I'll be honest with you. God can make creatures just like he described. So I don't know. The, we have a, but the, the fact is, once Christ came, though, hey, watch this. Get this one. When Christ came, the mystery was history. Okay? Because now there's no more mystery. You, there's no mystery about how he's going to be born. There's no mystery about how he's going to live. There's no mystery about the miracles that he's going to perform. There's no mystery about the people who are going to attack him and falsely accuse him and crucify him and bury him. And there's no mystery he's going to arise from the grave. There's no mystery anymore. So 
Once the mystery was history, it was clear to all who would receive the truth and receive Jesus. So the doctrines that are taught in Romans were a mystery to the Old Testament Christians, so to speak. The, 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 those the Old Testament believers, it was really these doctrines that we learn in Romans. The doctrine of justification was really a mystery to them. But that's what we learned. And, when, and I'm going to go just kind of remind us of some of these things. We had justification. What is justification? Uh, you know, it's, you know you, you've heard this definition, just as though I'd never sinned. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a kind of a legal declaration in, in which God pardons the sinner of all his sins and accepts the, the accounts the sinner has as righteous in the sight of God. And so it, it, it just simply means that, that that God looks and, and says he, he looks at us as righteous because all of our sins have been placed on Jesus' account. And so just as though we never sinned, God is willing to pardon. God is not willing that any should perish. Folks, this is the justification. When we really realize that God, what he really did to justify us, and look at us just as though we never sinned. And God is so forgiving and loving to do that for us. Folks, please, that ought to make us more loving, forgiving toward everybody else. Because, look, anybody in here that you, you have never sinned? Yeah. Anybody in here, you didn't sin today. <laughs> we sure need God, don't we? Folks, be patient with each other. So you talk about this a lot. Yeah, I do. Because it's one of the great errors in Christianity. It really is. You know, they, my preacher used to say, you know, we're the, we're the only army in the world that shoots its wounded. Folks, when somebody's wounded, we need to get them healed. We need to get them bound up. We need to get them raised up. So, now, we have sanctification. Sanctification. Now, uh, this is very, very important. We, uh, uh, this is part of the reason that we, we, we have trouble with each other is because we evaluate sanctification. You know, we, we sort of looked at, at their level of sanctification. What is sanctification addresses the dominion and corruption of sin in our lives Justification is God declaring the sinner righteous. Sanctification is God's renewing and transforming of the minds, the will, the affections, the behaviors of a person. You know, God is doing that. Hopefully, he's doing that in every one of us right now. And we, he's working on us. He's sanctifying us. Now, now, now when, none of us are going to be totally sanctified, you know, in this life. But, uh, but the fact is, is that that's what God's doing. Here's, again, where we, if we don't get a good grasp of what God is doing and, uh, about the sanctification, what we start doing is we start evaluating somebody else's level of sanctification. And so we got to, again, we got to be very, very careful just to thank God that he, hey, thank God that I'm not what I was, okay? But, but ho ho hopefully I'm not what I'm going to be. And you know what? Everybody else ought to be that way too. And then we have uh, propitiation. Propitiation is the act, uh, action of, uh, of appeasing God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And so uh, propitiation is where we learn that through this blood of Christ, and that's why we emphasize well, way back then, this is not a bloodless gospel. 
And I don't care who tries to teach that, that, you know, his blood dripped out and, and went into the dirt, and it's really his death. It's not his blood. No, look, it's the blood. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. And so propitiation is a two-part act that involves appeasing the wrath of an offended person and being reconciled to him. And so in reality, we always think about, you know, he shed his blood for us, but it's also that, you know, we received that shed blood. And so uh, imputation, imputation is another one that we, that we studied. We're going to go back through it, but the, um, and you see that in Romans, I should have been giving you the verses, but Romans chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to them that believe in him, and so attributed to them as to be considered their own. And so uh, imputation and biblical imputation uh, is two things. Uh, one is that the sin of man was imputed to us, and now the righteous once you trust Christ as your Savior and accept him and his shed blood and his death, burial, resurrection, his righteousness is imputed to us. And then uh, glorification. Glorification. The as- aspect of the Christian uh, salvation or what they call soteriology is the, the um, salvation or uh, you know, really uh, glorification is really is eschat- so what they call soteriology and, and also uh, eschatology, it's end times. And so you got the study of, of uh, salvation and the study of end times because that's when we're going to be glorified. And through our salvation, we eventually, and this is going to be a wonderful thing, won't be any more sore legs, Josh, in heaven. Won't be any more wounded bodies in heaven. Won't be more sickness in heaven. Uh, for poor Nathan that's going through the, the death of his mother. Won't be any more death in heaven. And so uh, it, it's just a wonder, wonderful thing. These are the things that we kind of went through. But here's one that we, you may have forgotten, it, but it's, it's still a doctrine. A doctrine of transformation. This is a very, very important. I kind of saved it to last. But Romans 12, 1 and 2. Biblical transformation means change or renewal from a life that no longer conforms to the ways of the world to one that pleases God. You know, God makes it very clear, uh, you know, that this is actually sort of different than sanctification. Sanctification is sort of, is, sanctification is where I'm, I'm eliminating things that should not be in my life transformation is where I'm becoming more like Christ. And I'm determining by the renewing of my mind that what I am today is not good enough. I can renew my mind and say, I want to be more like Christ today. You know why? Because over the 24-hour period, I slip. And he says, you better renew your mind and be more like me again today. And so it is very important that we do that. Now, the, all these doctrines were... If you look back at your, at your Bible, they were the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. You see, these doctrines were really being revealed. They were a mystery, and now according to the preaching of Jesus Christ, they have been revealed. These have been revealed to us. That's why the book of Romans is so important and why we went verse by verse all the way through the book of Romans is because it's so important because in this book, it's like uh, this book, especially above every other book, is where, where all these doctrines that were a mystery, God just says, they're not anymore. They're opened up to you. You don't have to wonder what they mean anymore. They're right here. Now, 
Verse 26, look at verse 26. It says, but now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets. You see, now it has all been revealed through the life and preaching of the prophets, the preaching of Christ, continued through the life of Paul, and continues through the life, honestly, of the preaching today, of every preacher who preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're preaching uh, this we're making manifest we're, we're we're bringing to life we're unveiling the truth and and that's what we've done for months and months tried to you uh, in, in a very limited human fashion tried to to unveil this and make manifest these truths that were had been so hidden for so long they had been so hidden and sadly here's what's really sad they were hidden there because God hid them they're hidden so often to the Christian to the day because this, the Christian has chosen for them to be hidden. We need to be in the Word of God. We need to be studying the Word of God. We need to be finding, we need to be, uh, look, uh, you need go back through, you know, if you read three books, uh, and Josh, you know, uh, it's just a challenge, and I gave you a challenge the other, other night, but, you know, if you're going to read three books of the Bible, if they were, you know, if everything else was taken away, uh, get to Genesis, Romans, and Revelation. Okay, uh, get the beginning, get the doctrine, and get the end. Uh, those are so vital. Now, for your spirit, you know, Psalms and Proverbs are, are are wonderful. But the fact is, is that we need to really be seeking it because it was hid from from the world, but now it's not hidden except by decision. We choose to. We choose to oh, remain in ignorance. But we shouldn't stay there. We need to seek to understand. Now, he says in the very end, it says, according to the commandment of the everlasting God. This has been done. Everything, look at it, according to the commandment of the everlasting God. All the preaching, all the unveiling, all the manifestation, all the, the hidden and now not hidden. This was all according to the commandment of the everlasting God. This has been done all in accordance with the very commands of God who decided it and spoke it before the world began. All this was decided <laughs> in eternity past. And God has it all planned. Folks, you, you know, the, the truth is, is God really can work everything together for good because he already knew what was going to happen before it ever happened. So we think, well, man, God, I, you know, this has is, this is happened now. How could God possibly make this work together for good? Do you understand? He knew all about this in eternity past. And we think that, they, you know, in our minds, there had to be a time where God thought about it. You know, came up with the idea, but he didn't. Now, can you comprehend that? I can't comprehend that. I can't grab hold to that. But somehow, it's not like God way back in here. But you know, we think, okay, before the world began, God said, you know, I just thought of something. I'm gonna have a plan. I'm gonna create a world, and I'm gonna create man, and everything that happens to man. And I know it. No, it didn't happen that way. God always knew. He always knew. Nothing stops him. He just keeps on. I, 
that boggles my mind. I mean, it really does. That's why I run into a wall, because that's what it does to me. I can't grasp it. I can't, how is, how, how, I can't grasp eternity, but God said in eternity past. I, I, you know, for a long time, when I first got saved, I got nervous about eternity. You get to go to heaven forever. That's got to get boring after a while. I mean, you know, how do you deal with that forever? Now, I know some of you feel like you're dealing with it right now. It's called a sermon, right? But it really is forever. But watch this, y'all. Forever doesn't just go that way. It goes that way. And forever that way, he knew what today would be. And you know what's really crazy? There's no time with God. You want to fry your brain? Forever is now. And when it was forever, it was still now to God. Okay, I'm, I'm totally... That really will just mess with your head. But that's why he's God. That's the good thing. He's God. So he can do that. And you say, but I just can't understand that. Good. Because that's the kind of God we need. Now, this has been done all in accordance with the very commands of God who decided it and spoke it before the world began. It says, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. He said, look, he knew it. He spoke it. He can establish you through it. And he said, and watch this, and he's made it known for all nations. That's what Josh is going to do. That's what Mike and Brooke have been doing for years. That's what these missionaries that come through here, they're going to do, to spread this gospel to all nations. Why? Watch this. You go to Ghana, you go to a village that hasn't had the truth there, you know what you find? You find some place where it's still a mystery. And when they go into that village and you put up that screen and show the Jesus film and then get up there and they see what Jesus did. For a lot of those people, they've never seen that before. They've lived in a mystery of idol worship. And as the gospel is being preached to the world, it's unveiled. It's made manifest. It's, and God knew it all along. He planned it all along. He said, this is what's supposed to happen. These truths, these doctrines, this gospel should be preached to the whole world to every creature. And it will be preached to the whole world, to every creature, before this whole thing ends. Now, how? I don't, I don't understand it. Again, all, people got all these plans and programs, and, you know, it's going to be, you know, on video, and it's going to be on TV, and that's why a bunch, you know, they got TV ministries. Well, uh, let me tell you, there's a st- still a whole lot of places that don't have TV, you know? Now the mystery is no longer a mystery 
we can see clearly how the scriptures of the prophets spoke of Jesus, how he would be born, how he, he would live, how he would die, and how he would rise again, and how we could receive him by faith through faith. And verse 27 says, To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. All praise goes to God. That's the way he ends it, to God only wise. And why does he do that? Because... As the mystery of the gospel is unveiled, what you have is you have man who thinks he's so wise who's going to look back and question all that's been taught. And Paul's going to, now look, you may think you're wise, but God only is wise. And so, all praise goes to God who in his perfect wisdom sent his son to bring glory to him and salvation to us. And that's what's unveiled. And it's made clear. And it's made clear to everybody that's been that's sitting to, in this room. But it's the reason we still have church today. It's the reason we run buses today. It's the reason we... Uh, have food banks today it's the reason we have missionaries today you know it's the reason we have our ministries today because there are still people in this world where it's a mystery it's a mystery and somehow it's got to be made manifest to them it's got to be shown to them well believe it or not folks We finish Romans. Amen. Brother Hopper, would you pray for us? Let's stand. We'll be dismissed. Father, thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for our pastor. Lord, I'm so thankful that you have sent him to us. Pray, Father, that we would uh, love him as the under-shepherd, him and his family. Pray you'd bless our people. Pray you'd give us safety this week, Lord, and bring us back to church on Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. Sunday school lessons, don't forget your Sunday school lessons are out on the table in the back. Pick up your Sunday school lessons.